0: U.S. Wheat Futures finished the week mixed last week. Chicago was slightly higher while the hard wheat contracts were lower. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for January 26th. You can find the detailed written report online at the SaskWheat website. May contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $5.69, down $0.10 on Friday, up $0.02 on the week. May contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $5.65, down 6 cents on Friday, down 4 cents on the week. And May Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $6.47, down 9 cents on Friday, down 12 cents on the week. US wheat futures are currently trading 2 to 11 cents higher at the time of recording this Monday morning. As far as some of the most important news that happened in the wheat markets last week, we'll start in Canada, where Week 29 exports were relatively small, at 288,000 tonnes. The year-to-date total as of Week 29 is 11.8 million tonnes, which is still 8% ahead of last year. Deliveries in week 29 were large, with producers adding 552,000 tonnes of wheat into the Canadian elevator system, which caused visible supplies to rise to 2.6 million tonnes. All that to say, we expect that exports will continue to be strong in the short term, although they will need to slow. For Canadian Durham... Durham exports in Week 29 were lower than last week's at 68.7 thousand tons. This yields a season total of 1.8 million tons, which is 40% less than last year, and in line with the AAFC's current expected pace. When looking ahead at the 24-25 season and what we may export then, the AAFC projects exports at 4.3 million tons, which is in line with the average volume. Breaking the exports down by destination, however, shows that it will be, we will be hard-pressed to reach that volume. The big unknown is Turkey and whether they will have a similar export program as last year and take a large portion of Italian and Tunisian demand. How is the Turkish durum crop looking like for this upcoming season? I'm glad you asked. Although it is quite early in the season, vegetation and moisture data indicate that the Turkish wheat crop, which was planted in October to December, is off to a strong start. Vegetation imagery in central Anatolia and southeast Anatolia, which are some of the key provinces for durum cultivation in Turkey, are both well ahead of the Last year and the average harvest in of the Turkish wheat crop happens in June and July. So we will keep our eye on developments there. All right, over to the US. US weekly commercial sales were well below trade expectations at 233,500 tons. Total commitments are now 17.8 million tonnes, which is 6% ahead of last year and remains ahead of the USDA's forecast for a 4.5% decline. Mild temperatures in the U.S. central plains are allowing the winter wheat crop to break dormancy earlier than normal. There were some showers, but the central plains were largely dry. There was some snowfall in the northern streets, which will add to water reserves there. In Australia, Australian exports remain slow, even with the return of the Asian market from their holidays. With planting just a few months away, the country has strong soil moisture in the east, but will need rain in the west before uh, their planting program begins. For Argentina, farmer sales in Argentina now stand at 7.6 million tons. Exporters own 7.4 million tons of the total volume. For Indian wheat, official data shows wheat stocks in India are at a seven-year low at 16.4 million tons as of January 1st. While global wheat prices were falling, wheat prices in India rose, prompting the Indian government to sell large volumes of state reserves to battle food inflation. With the country in an election year, the government will likely continue to sell state reserves rather than allow for an export program. This will cause the stocks to continue to shrink until harvest starts in March. The government procurement program begins in May. India's government, which is prone to overestimating its wheat crop, is forecasting another record wheat crop for the upcoming season at 114 million tons. Their current estimate for the current crop, is 112 million tons, which most analysts think is about 10% too high. In the European Union, there was some short covering on the Matif milling wheat futures at the start of the week, but this dried up. French wheat is being supported by a healthy export lineup. The French Prime Minister is looking to appease protesting farmers with a new Egalum law. The new law is a price-fixing scheme that is supposed to improve production cost indicators from the current law. EU wheat exports are 21.7 million tonnes, down 5% from last year, but this gap has been closing in recent weeks. Imports of 7.7 million tonnes are 8% above last year. Western European winter wheat crops continue to struggle from excess moisture. French crop ratings are 69% good to excellent, and crop growth is poor, although we note there's often a poor correlation between European crop conditions and the final yield, but we will keep an eye on this. In the Black Sea Wheat The Russian winter wheat crop is in very strong condition. Russian analysts raised their forecast for the upcoming wheat crop by 1.4 million tons to 93.6 million tons. Russian wheat stocks as of February 1st were reported to be 19.9 million tons, which is the highest on record for that time frame. The large stocks and large potential new crop are putting pressure on the market as the country has lots of old crop to move before harvest begins. As far as some of the cash trade that took uh, place last week, we heard of two sales. Uh, One to Jordan, bought another 50,000 tons of optional origin grain, and we note that this costed $12.50 per ton, less than what they paid last week on a CNF basis. Japan also bought 116,000 tons of U.S., Canadian, and Australian wheat in their weekly tender. In other news, Minneapolis speculative traders have a 24,200 contract net short in Minneapolis as of February 20th. This is slightly lower, 400 contracts lower than their net short in the previous week. Danish farmers are concerned about the impact of the government's new carbon scheme. Uh, It is estimated that the new scheme or tax would cause agricultural production in the country to fall as much as 20%. Danish agriculture is said to produce one-third of the country's carbon emissions, which has made made the industry a lightning rod for climate policy. Protesting, Polish farmers have blocked most of the entry ports from Ukraine and have reportedly been opening cars of Ukrainian grain, that's their rail cars, spilling the contents onto the tracks. Polish farmers continue to be upset about cheap Ukrainian grain imports. Depressing local values. As far as the other grains, the corn market continues to struggle and futures markets continue to march lower. Although demand for U.S. corn remains strong, there are large crops being produced in South America. Although large shorts are also in place, which make them vulnerable to a weather scare, right now it does not seem like there is one shaping up. As far as the wheat outlook goes, Russia still has wheat to sell and is lowering the world price as the EU and Russia need to reduce their stocks. Wheat needs to fight for feed demand as well as milling demand. Meanwhile, the funds have a record short at a time when prices have now fallen below the cost of production for growers in some areas. Either costs will need to go down or the markets need to go higher. As far as our recommendations, we would be fully sold of our Durham crop and look for selling opportunities in old crop wheat, but we're not going to panic here yet. Until next time, my name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website.